Great to be here with you on the Beck UL Network, hour number two on this magnificent football Monday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you, dear listener and dear viewer. We got a badass three hours coming up here on the show. The whale capper, Drew Dinsick, one of the sharpest guys around, will join us coming up next hour, giving us his early look at week number four in the NFL and also his thoughts on the two Monday night football games with the Eagles and the Bucks in Tampa, the Rams and the Bengals in Cincinnati. We will give you our bets, side total and props for the Monday night football doubleheader in the power hour, final hour of the show. Santa Locky is here. That, of course, is, a, is the great Ken Barkley, uh, who's going to tell you how to bet national championship right now in college football following Ohio State's literal last second win on Saturday night in South Bend against Notre Dame and we're moments away from returning to P-squared B-squared our initial handicap of week four in the National Football League as we look to make some valuable uh, bets here early in the week and uh, start the conversation on a lot of these games but as we talked about to uh, to start the show today and this is really cool because uh, I guess like the stadium era of You Better You Bet has begun. So if you're watching us right now on stadium, uh, it, it's great to be with you. I'm Nick Costos along with Ken Barkley. We've been doing the show You Better You Bet. This is our fifth football season now. Um, we think we do a really, really great sports betting show, Wagertainment, which is entertainment, but also with really smart analysis, try and win all our bets and have fun while doing it. And it's a thrill now to be carried by our friends over at Stadium. We'll be on for two hours every day, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. WatchStadium.com, YouTube TV, Roku, Fubo TV, Amazon, Samsung TV Plus, Tubi, and more. So, again, if you're watching this on Stadium and you're like, hey, who are these guys? Uh, just try to uh, provide just a little bit, Ken, about what we do. And Ken Barkley, my co-host, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, for my money, the best analyst by far in the sports betting space, uh, going to bring you, and I, and I mean that sincerely, that's actually the truth. That's very nice that, of you. I, I would yeah, say that off air, that. on air, to, yeah. to whomever, because it's the truth. Uh, we're going to try and bring you guys the best betting show possible. I think that we do that candidly, and it's awesome to be here as uh, You Better You Bet takes the next step in its development, Ken. Yeah, and I, I think, uh, you know, for, for Nick and I, this is really awesome because uh, Nick said it in the first hour of the show, but we weren't on stadium then, so you guys, you guys get to hear it for the first time. Just, like, we... We believe in the show a lot. We think the show is very good and, and we work really hard at it at least. And so, you know, our goal is obviously, well, if we could just get more people to watch the show or more people to to just like engage with us and, and you know, kind of listen, listen to what we have to say that uh, the show will succeed and the show will become more popular. Like, we just think our stuff's really good. If we just get in front of more people, man, it would be awesome. And this is just like another step in that process. Um, yeah, I worked at ESPN for a long time before the show and, and worked with Scott Van Pelt. He always had this saying that I always thought was really valuable and he was talking about like the kinds of things that he would want on his show and he was always talking about like kind of like the meat of you know like highlights and things that people like and yeah you can have the bells and whistles you get the stuff but he was always like i don't want too much icing like icing's great in a, a small quantity he's like i like need a lot of cake and only a little bit of icing and i feel like we kind of do a really good job of that like yeah it's you can do a minute video on twitter where you like yell and scream and pick a winner and have like a bubble pop over your head and this is like this is all icing this is all like stuff with no substance and it, it's you know it's something really fun you're picking the winner of a game but it's in the end it's all like kind of vapid it's all just like doesn't have it's pretty shallow and so what we try to do is like a lot of stuff with substance yeah sure we have the icing i give out bets for college football on friday nick does a segment called the prop king on sunday with some ridiculous intro imaging so like there is icing there is a ton of fun stuff there is we give out picks for games we love betting we love to bet but there's also the cake there's also hey the line seems like it's more likely to move in this direction here are injury updates for nfl games so you can make really valuable betting decisions here's an analysis of like futures and awards markets 
that's not just driven by like i like this team or like this guy's the best or something like that so a good a good job kind of mixing the cake got a lot of cake also a little bit of icing in the right proportion uh, i think that's what we try to do on the show and i and i would say that to anyone who's new right now watching us on like one of like the billion places that you can watch stadium which is really great uh stick with us for a little bit if you're new I'm guessing you're a big sports fan. Um, I don't know why you'd be watching if if you weren't a big sports fan. Uh, You will see that we are big sports fans, that we know our stuff. And uh, I think we have pretty, pretty good conversations about all the games in the National Football League, college football, and we do every sport. The show is all year round, and we're going to hit everything here always on You Better You Bet, as our listeners and viewers, our regular listeners and viewers know. And the show is not going to change. It'll be the same You Better You Bet that we brought you now since 2019, except now again. Uh, this will be the last plug for now, at least, as I will. I just bought a printer, by the way, and I printed this out so I didn't have to write it down. You can now watch us Looks on good. You Better, You Bet. Yeah, thanks, buddy. From 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, watchstadium.com, YouTube TV, Roku, Fubo TV, Amazon, Samsung TV+, Plus, Tubi, and more. So it's great to be on with our friends at Stadium. Just on the icing thing, I think uh, if I had not gotten married to my wife— um, Yesterday was actually my three-month wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary to my lovely wife, Bianca. Um, I think the reason would have been my wife loves icing and, like, specifically fondant. So, like, if there's a cake and the cake has, like, fondant. Fondant is, like, the really thick icing that you'll have at, like, the end of cake. Like, not just icing, but, like, the icing that you can, like, cut with a fork. That you can, like, actually, like, saw through with a fork. So like big time icing, like just got icing. some got some thickness, thick with two C's. It's got some thickness yeah, on the, it. Yeah. Yes, the a T-H-I-C-C. <laughs> like would actually yeah. just eat the fondant and not the actual cake. And that's a, that's a little strange by her, but like she's always- It's a recipe to have a stomachache. That's the entire point. It's icing's great. You, you have more than a little bit of it. All of a sudden it's not so great. All of a sudden you don't feel good. All of a sudden it's bad. So you, you, get, you want icing, you just only want a little bit of it. And last last point, and this is this is an icing conversation. We're having it in more ways than one. My ideal cake, I've settled on this, by the way. Had this on Saturday oh. at a buddy's 40th birthday party. Okay. I want, like, I guess it's angel food cake. It's like the yellow cake, right? I want yellow cake with vanilla frosting. Mm, angel food's not, like, yellow. It's kind of like a... It's more like white and it's the subs the texture is different than like traditional yellow cake is my... That's my, like, 10 out of 10. So yeah, my, my birthday cake every year since I was six... My mom and now my wife makes me the same cake for my birthday every year since I was six, which is yellow cake. And this is like store-bought. Like, I don't need something fancy. Like, in in most things, I don't need anything fancy. Like, I actually want something like, you know, sort of, uh, you know, generic is the wrong word because it makes it sound bad. But you get the idea. Store-bought's fine. Yellow cake, chocolate icing. Uh, it used to be plain M&M's and now it's peanut butter M&M's because I'm so old that peanut butter M&M's used to not exist when I was a kid. And now there are peanut butter M&M's that spell out whatever the age is. That's like the locked in go-to and has been for a number of years. So I, I think you're thinking of yellow cake also, but like angel, angel food's also very good. Nothing wrong with that. But that's usually like a very white cake, like sort of light texture, usually with fruit on it is usually how it's served. So mm. like, I, are you, are you angel food or yellow or both could also. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm yellow cake, vanilla frosting. That's what yellow vanilla cake with frosting. vanilla frosting. Oh yeah, yeah. Any topping? Sure. Would you like to put a topping on your cake? I don't think so. Maybe like I like Funfetti a lot. I don't know. Maybe, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You know what I like? I like, yeah. I like. I like. I like. I like all of these things. Also, I feel like yes. when you said, "Well, my mom used to make me this cake, and my, now my wife does." I feel like Sigmund Freud would have a field day with that statement. But that's a yes. story for another time here, Ken. But here, I still get the cake every bet. year. He can say whatever not, he wants. I still get the cake. It's fine. And also, yeah. I have also, my cake and I eat it too. Yeah. And, and also, he's dead. So, so screw right. him. Yeah, uh, so take again, that, Sigmund. 
Up. Again, yeah. it's awesome to be here on Stadium. You can watch You Better You Bet, our show, Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, on Stadium, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Ken is on Twitter, at Lockie Lockers, and you can find me on Twitter, at the Costos, T-H-E-K-O-S-T-O-S. And we do this every Monday, um, and it is our early look at next week in the National Football League. Like, you know, we're on in the afternoon. We don't need to do a lot of recap stuff. And we're a betting show, right? So we're trying to get ahead of the betting market for next week and figure out if we've got any valuable bets. So we close the first hour of the show talking the Jaguars Falcons game coming up on Sunday in London Ken made a really good case for the over in this game whether Doug Peterson calls the plays or not for the Jaguars or whether it's the offensive coordinator for now at least press Taylor and then we went to break uh both of us like the Jaguars in the game as well I like Jacksonville no matter what no matter who calls the plays um and we ended the hour Ken and we'll get to the Bills and the Dolphins in a second here but you were saying like when is the when's the right time to bet Jacksonville, right? So if you out there listening, watching the show right now, if, if you agree with us and you like the Jaguars, and my analysis was as shallow as, and like the, done for a little bit to be sticky, I get Trevor Lawrence, you get Desmond Ritter. And you like Jacksonville. For whatever the reason you like the Jaguars, Ken, when do you think the right the right time this week will be to bet the Jacksonville Jaguars? I'm, I'm choosing to wait. The uh, just, It's worth noting, the over, I've bet already under 44, so 43 and a half. Just like f- there aren't really key numbers on totals in the NFL as much as there are point spreads, but like 44, if you can get under that number t- to play over and you win on 44, that's going to be a lot better. Uh, we had the over with the Jags la- uh, yesterday against the Texans, and that went really well. Also, uh, in a, a market that's the same, honestly, the total in that game was about the same as what we're dealing with here like the over in the game no matter who calls plays for me betting the jags is more driven by like can we get any idea that it is peterson calling the plays ahead of time just like would really like to know that before laying three like i really don't want to lay three with press taylor like i really don't it's been a disaster so far i really don't um if we could ever figure out my problem is i don't think we're going to know this if we could ever figure out ahead of time it's peterson um or have an educated guess that it's Peterson, then I think it's a good time to buy the Jags offense. I think they're likely to play much better. Like you said in the last segment, we know Trevor Lawrence is good. We know that this is more of a blip, very likely to be a blip as opposed to some sustained run of poor performance. You asked me when to bet them. So the interesting thing about the market for this game is obviously three is a very key number in the NFL, but if you look at like the closing point spreads for each team and the games that they played so far, a lot of times that can kind of give you a roadmap for how this point spread will work. Well, how did the markets with the teams work the last couple of weeks? And like to see Atlanta at a admittedly very injured Detroit Lions team, but still like at a team that has a high win total expected to make the playoffs this year. And to see it be like three, three and a half in that game with Detroit being favored. And I, I just don't think that this number like is going to stay on three. So the implication there is Detroit, even with home field, is only three, three and a half better. Jacksonville on a neutral is three better. Like, so Jacksonville by, by, you know, transitive property is better than a hurt Detroit team. Like something like that. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. So just power ratings wise, I made this Jacksonville two and a half. I thought was going to be like where the market was going to go in the game. And I think it's, I think the idea is like, I think the spread is more likely to move in that direction. And I think if you want to buy the Jags offense, then that's your that's your time to do so with the idea that maybe Peterson can start calling plays. Yeah. Uh, sounds all all sounds really smart. Also, it's Desmond Ritter on one side, Trevor Lawrence on the other. Uh, I'm very excited. Well, the spread for the is Jaguars. three. 
and the spread, and the spread is, three. is three to be fair like because you can because i could say like well it's justin fields on one side and mahomes on the other and if the spread's like 28 or 35 or whatever like there has to be some number where you can take the bad quarterback like i mean you know josh dobbs covered against dak prescott you know for example won the game outright but i agree with you if it's going to be a small point spread game yeah you can be like look i think this quarterback's much better than the other quarterback there's no home field involved there aren't significant injuries involved in either team i think it's okay to have watched desmond ritter against the lions and be like you know what I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm good on that one. I'll take the other guy, no matter how bad the other guy's been. And also, like, the Falcons' defense, assuming that Peterson will, will be calling the plays, this is going to be something different than they've seen thus far this season, right? Week one, Atlanta gets Bryce Young and the Panthers, and, like, we'll see if Bryce Young, like, that will actually impact whether or not I like the Panthers this week. Who, who's their quarterback going to be at home against Minnesota? But it's Bryce Young against that impotent Panthers offense and, and that impotent Panthers offense in week one. Then it's the Packers without Christian Watson and Aaron Jones in week number two. And then, like, a banged-up Detroit offense in week number three. And now it's here comes the Jacksonville Jaguars, who actually, and like the defense has not been great. It's really like the back end of the defense that's been getting crushed. The run defense has actually been pretty good. I don't have faith in Desmond Ritter to, to light up the Jaguars secondary. They're going to have to win by running the ball. Jaguars run defense has been the strength of the defense thus far. I love the Jaguars coming up on Sunday. Jolly old London, England. All right, well, and, well, and it's just worth noting, you, you mentioned, I'm sorry, but I just one more point here on, on the, the Falcons-Lions game, because I think it's easy to look at the final score of that game 20 to 6 and be like oh well like why do you like the over like falcons defense like you know 26 points obviously total in the game but they only allow 20 lions have like a really good offensive coordinator like the lions absolutely dump trucked the falcons statistically in this game uh outgained them almost two to one but what was the lions problem they couldn't score touchdowns in the red zone one for four in the red zone this final score is extremely misleading that doesn't mean the falcons can't play better this coming week or the lions can't play worse or anything like that just like from a total standpoint this was not a good game for the falcons defense like you might be like oh 20 to 6 like the defense kept them in it be like no 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 like that's not what happened like the lions got in the red zone a number of times and shot themselves in the foot and they went one for four and they should have scored about 35 points so like that's the team that we're betting over on like that's the team that's going to allow a lot of points hopefully to the jacks Nick and Ken here. You better, you bet. Beck you all network. Magnificent football Monday. Talking week four in the National Football League. Our early handicap here. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Uh, we can at least set the table. I think we'll require a lot of discussion on the other side for this next game. And that is on Sunday afternoon. Maybe the game of the young season. As the Buffalo Bills host the Miami Dolphins. You know Buffalo. 37-3 win on Sunday against Washington. That's really impressive, right? You think that that'll get a lot of people talking, right? Well, maybe if Miami hadn't dropped a literal 70-burger on the Denver Broncos. Just an insane performance by the Miami Dolphins offense in that game with Devon H. Han. You see that, by the way? He wants to change the pronunciation yeah. of his name. He's not that H. Was anymore. by the way. He was, really, he was very vocal about that after the game. H. Han. Well, I mean, you, well, I mean, you run for 800 yards and... Yes, you yeah. run eight, run for eight hundred yards and score nine touchdowns. People can call you whatever. You can tell people to call you whatever the hell you want them to call you. Uh, on the other side, we'll start our handicap of the Bills and the Dolphins. Is this number going to hit three? If it does, what would you bet? Is the total high enough? Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Coming up next with Nick and Ken, and we will talk the Bills and the Dolphins in Western New York.